Welcome to Arpini. This is Saratova Beth. We are after Shavuos, Parshas Nasa, about lifting up. Well, what would you lift, like to lift up? Not your weight, not the number of pounds, usually, on the scale since you ate the cheesecake. But obviously, if you went through Shavuos and you received the Tyra, then you want to move forward and upward. We spoke a bit last week about Feeling chaotic before Matan Tyra. Most people said, yes, I did. Some people said, no, I didn't, but I had bad dreams or something like that. We talked about that last week. It was an intense week. Why was it an intense week? It was an intense Matan Tyra. Did we feel the intensity of Matan Tyra? Mm, no, not necessarily, but obviously, it, it, obviously we have to we have to assume it was a very, very powerful Mazantaira. So here we are now. So where do we go from here? Up. We don't want to go down. I mean, for the 12 days of Yemei Teshlumim, the 12 days from until the 12th of Sivan, these are the days of Mazantaira. So these are the days to keep going up. Up for us means down. Up for us means you take all of that light and you ground it into the world. You install it into the world and you install your new level. You're clearly not the same person you were before Shavuos. So now you're going to install that elevation into the world. So when it comes to the Parsha, the Parsha is telling us the same thing, obviously. Nasus Reish, lift up the head. This is the week when our heads are lifted up. And the Iker Shlemus, the, the main Indian of lifting up the head, sorry, backtrack, not so Reish B'nai Yisrael, you know, lift up the heads of the Jewish people, count them by the heads. It means one thing, but it also was referring to, it was practically about counting and all of that, but, <clears throat> etc. but it's referring to lifting up the head. So how do you lift up the head? In Avaida, what do you do with your head to lift it up, to get it to a higher level? Well, I I I would say my old way of being. I'm going to give you an example. Okay, might make me sound a little too fringe, but okay, I'm going to give you an example. When we're sitting on the Brooklyn Bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge, we need to be in Englewood, New Jersey, which is on the other side of of the George Washington Bridge. Um, it's a bit of a trip. Um, it's five o'clock, and we need to be at a wedding in twenty minutes. Right? Um, you look at you look at ways on the phone. You look at your GPS. It says you will be there in an hour and ten minutes because it's bumper to bumper traffic. In Gullis, within the laws of nature, <laughs> you're going to be there in an hour and whatever I said. It's bumper to bumper. You're not. You're not. You're not going to undo the laws of nature. And a higher and you and and the, then you can do a whole bunch of stuff. You're sitting there in the car. You're either blaming yourself. You know why didn't I leave earlier? I, I have a friend. I was on a wedding last week in Eretz Yisrael on a Zoom call. Beautiful wedding. Um, quite honestly, the brother. Everybody else arrived a couple of days early from you know, the United States or wherever, they, you know, from North America, the brother who lives in Haifa <laughs> missed the Kabbalah's Panim and missed the Chuppah and missed the first dance. 
How did he manage to do that? Well, they got caught in a lot of traffic on the way down from Haifa to Yerushalayim. Okay, so that was interesting. So you can imagine if we, if I were in the car, we would be doing one of several things. You know, either we would decide who who's at fault. It's your fault. No, it's my fault. Would I say oh, I can't believe I left so late? Why did I? Or I can't believe you left so late. Or you know, somebody's to blame, and there's a fight, and there's an argument, and the blame and the shame and the whole thing. Classic Gullah's way. Or None of us are to blame. We hate this traffic where that's it. Let's say if we're in New York, I'm moving out of New York. That's it from now. I'm moving to Florida era Kaidish where there's no tra- traffic. I'm sure there's plenty of traffic now in Florida era Kaidish and, and <laughs> et cetera. I'm sure the whatever it's called, I-95 is very trafficking now, now that all of New York State moved itself to Florida. So we're doing something like that, sitting in this car, you know, we need to be there in 20 minutes, and it says we're going to be there in an hour and 20 minutes. So a higher way of thinking, that's called Nasus Reich, lift up your head, is to feel like, to think, wait a minute. I am here. I need to be there. Hashem will simply take me there in a good amount of time. It doesn't have to take an hour and 20 minutes. What is a GPS anyway? It's just a tool. The whole world was created for the Yid. Why shouldn't Hashem be able to get me there much sooner? And I'll give you a really, I'm just saying, I'll give you a really crazy idea. There's a lot that's accomplished through visualization. Again, I'm going to sound very fringe, so I'm hesitant to say it. But imagine if you're sitting in traffic and you visualize, you just do a little meditation. You picture your car lifting up from where it is and lifting up 30 or 40 feet into the into the into the air. You know, you have a futuristic car, which is pretty, you know, they probably have them now. You know, it becomes from a car to sort of a semi-helicopter. They're expensive. I mean, I'm sure they have them somewhere, just we don't know who the rich guys are, who maybe Elon Musk has one. You know, so it's a simple technological thing. It's a car, but then it lifts up and it becomes, it, it switches to helicopter technology. It goes up above the level of the traffic and flies through the air and and plops itself down on the other side of the George Washington Bridge, and you're there in 20 minutes. Now, so either you have such a car, or you picture being in such a car and picturing picture it happening, and then see what happens. Because what you're doing is you're just freeing yourself from the old way of being a victim to the laws of nature. Now, will this visualization help? I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. But it's an interesting exercise. And we want to get used to the idea that when we feel stuck in Mitzrayim, the place that you can't escape from where you're stuck, you can't get out of this traffic jam. I'm in Mitzrayim. There, we, we are the people who have, who got out of Mitzrayim. So we are always able to leave where we're stuck and get out into a whole new thing in the middle of the day in front of everybody in a way that seems impossible so i don't know try it see what happens again you know uh it's not a you know not a magic trick you know you try and you know that if you're visualizing it now 
10 years from now, you'll be doing it because every car will have that ability to turn into um, a uh, helicopter. The only thing is then 30, 30 feet above the highway will be crowded also. So I don't know what we're going to save. Maybe everybody's going to then become helicopters and then it'll be, then there won't be very many cars left. So you can just drive really fast. Who knows? But this, we could say, is not this Reich. You lift up your way of thinking. Lift up your head. Stop being a victim. Lift up your head and become a partner with Hashem. So, and the Iker Shlemus, the Iker and fullness of lifting up your head in your Avaita is, how do you do it? Through learning Tyra. Therein you have the tools for going out of Mitzrayim from Gullus to Gula, within Tyra. Tyra has never been in Gullus. When we were slaves in Mitzrayim, our bodies were enslaved. Tyra was never a slave to, to Mitzrayim. Tyra was never a slave to Paro, and it never will be. It's free. It's a place where there's total freedom. B'nai Chayrin, the free people, the sons of, of freedom. When you live in Tyra, in that realm of Tyra, there is freedom. Tehras the Ten Commandments were engraved, engraved in the Luchos, but it also says, don't read Charus, read Charus, freedom in the Luchos. So now the interesting thing is, when you lift up your head, so let's do it physically, when you lift up your head, you lift up your whole body, even your feet. person is sitting in a chair and they're slouched over, or they're standing and they're all slouched over, and then, as everybody's mother said, you know, don't slouch. You stand up straight, so you're slouched over and you're five foot one. And then you stand up tall and straight, and now you're five foot four. And your whole immune system is affected in a positive way by standing straight. There, there's a whole, we've discussed it in other years, other year. There's a whole, all the internal organs that need air when you stand up tall and, in fact, lift your arms then it actually helps, it strengthens your immune system. It lifts up your immune system, which then lifts up your whole body. So the whole person becomes taller. The whole person becomes lighter. The whole person becomes all those things, stronger, better, you name it, more powerful. You'll take someone seriously. Somebody who's slouched, slouched over, you don't take them so seriously. They don't look like they have a lot of confidence. Somebody who stands, you know, you see sometimes once in these days, once in a million years, a person who exudes malchus, I mean, whoever, right? The Rebbe would walk into the room, you would feel immediately malchus. And there was no slouching. And when you are grounded in, in Tyra deeply, and you stand tall and straight as a representative of Melech Malchi Amlachim, then... Um, your whole system, every, everybody takes you seriously. They feel the leadership in you. They feel the malchus. And as we said, on a physical level, lift up your head, the whole body is lifted up, the whole immune system, and even the foot. And then what does it mean spiritually? It means when you lift up your learning in Tyra, you're a vite in the world, doing mitzvahs, etc., is all lifted up. Lifting up how you learn Tyra lifts up how you live in the world. Because we said, lifting up your head, which you use to learn Tyra, 
lifts up your whole body. So lifting up the way you learn Tyra lifts up the way you live in the world and the way you do mitzvahs. And the way you do mitzvahs in a way of know Hashem in all your ways. It all becomes lifted up in a way of hisnasus, elevation. And so this we see in the words. The words are Nasus Reish B'nei Gershon Gamhein. Lift up the heads of B'nei Gershon. Them too. Them too. They also. What do you mean they also? As just as I told B'nai Kahas to lift up your heads, lift up the heads of B'nai Gershon too. And of course we know in the carrying of the Mishkan in the Midbar, three groups, three families of Shevet Levi. Um, Kahas, Gershon, and Merari. Kahas, the family of Kahas, they carry the Aaron. They carry the holy object of the Mishkan. And um, B'nai Gershon carried the curtains. And I guess B'nai Merari probably carried, I think they carried the, the beams, the skeleton of the Mishkan. Because we would stop in one place, camp, set up the Mishkan, the portable base of Mishkan. And then it was time to leave. When Hashem said, now it's time to leave, we would um, pack it all up and you carry that and we carry this. If you're from B'nai Kahas, you carry the, the Aaron and all of that. If you're from B'nai Gershon, you carry the curtains. If you're from B'nai Merari, you carry the other stuff. So B'nai Gershon and B'nai Merari are carrying the more mundane stuff. You know, curtains, boards, beams, socket, you know, all that stuff. Not the holy stuff, the more mundane stuff. The structure of the building, the walls of the building. And the holy stuff, the iron, etc. That's carried by B'nai Kos. So here the Pasuk says, lift up the heads of B'nai Gershon, then too, just like I commanded B'nai Kahas. Which essentially is saying, in simple language, lift up your mundane life as well, just like I have commanded to lift up your holy life. One pulls the other. These are the words that express it. You lift up your head. You lift up your tyra. You're going to lift up how you buy curtains, how you hang curtains, how you wash the curtains, how you feel about the curtains. Here's a good example. A good example would be, um, you know, I just had a long conversation with somebody about good decisions, bad decisions, regrets, etc. So let's say you had custom curtains made and it was $3,000 worth of custom curtains. And it's hard to find good workers these days. So let's say, so they delivered them and they put them up and they're not good. They're too short, they're whatever it is, wrong color, I don't know. They messed up, you messed up, it's messed up, it's not good. The curtains are a mess. There's a lot of money. How do you feel about that decision? There's a lot of ways to feel about that decision. 
can Hashem right the wrong? Can Hashem sort of, you know, make it, you know, gee, this is like my husband's better. My husband's better off without this. But this, like, this messy looking, this, you know, imperfect, whatever it is. So how do I think about it? When my head is immersed in Tyra, then when I think, how should I think about this big mistake about the curtains? How should I think about it? What does Tyra say how to think about it? Tyra says, oh, no mistakes. No mistakes. Oh, that's funny. I thought that was my mistake. I thought I just didn't check my reference well enough. I didn't, you know, I just took took this drapery person uh, off a list and I didn't even ask anybody for references. Whatever it is, I must have made a mistake. That's a more secular view. The world says you made a mistake. Cyrus says you didn't make a mistake. Hashem wanted you to have those curtains. For the future, maybe you have to do it differently, but no mistakes. And then what we would want to do with a higher way of thinking, lifting up our head, is sit back and watch Hashem fix the what we're calling a mistake. Can all of this, do I have to just swallow it and say, okay, Hashem wanted me to have ugly curtains for $3,000. Or can I say, Hashem, we can do better than this. Let's, I don't have to know how. Let's fix it. Let's get it so that the, the room looks really good. That, again, that's a higher way of thinking. It's easier to do that higher way of thinking about the curtains if my head is immersed in Tyra and in a higher way of relating to Tyra. So the words are, by lifting up the heads of B'nai Kahas, those who carry the Aaron, through the way, so through lifting up the way you learn Tyra, that through lifting up the way I learn Tyra creates an elevation in the B'nai Gershon, the ones who carry the curtains, which is connected with Sharon which is Kalel Gambira Island, which is connected with the world, what I do in the world. I lift up how I learn Tyra. I lift up how I live, live life in the world. And I lift up the whole world. It's not just how I live in the world. The whole world gets lifted up through my relationship with Tyra. Now, what would be a, an elevated way? So what could I lift up in the way I learned Tyra? You learn, you learn. No. More than that. Okay. One thing could be, do I believe the Tyra is the real reality and the world is secondary. Do I believe that the world is created? Do I really feel that the world is created through Tyra? So if the world says this and Tyra says that, what should I believe? Do I have that one straight? We made that mistake once once before. Coming to this time of year, when my Shurbenu goes up, on Harsinai for 40 days, it says, I'll be back in 40 days. After 40 days, we see that he's not back. So we say, well, that's it. It's all over. And others said, but he said, Tyra said that he's coming back. I said, yeah, but we see. They said, but Tyra said. 
I would rather believe what I see with my eyes than what Tyra says. Boom. There we go. That one is in need of repair. Which one is the real truth? It takes some changes in the world for the world to switch over to realizing what my eyes see is not necessarily reality. What Tyra says is always reality. And my job is to lift myself up to that point of feeling like if Tyra says it, that's the truth. If my eyes see it, maybe. Could be, could be not. You know how I know it? Somebody told me yesterday uh, there was this fellow, I saw a video of this fellow and he he's a judge for a talent show or something like that. And he's sitting there on stage and they show on the other stage a hologram of him. And nobody knows which one is the real him. Because they see him sitting on a stage, but they see him sitting on a different stage off to the side, something like that. Which one is real? the real him? His name is Simon or something. Which one is the real person? Which one is the hologram? Nobody knew. It's kind of creepy. But nobody knew. This is just the beginning of such technology. Just absolutely the beginning of such technology. So here's the question. Um, it, can you trust your eyes if you don't even know who's the real who's the real person and which one's a hologram? Not anymore. Probably never could, but certainly not anymore now because anything could be a hologram. Oh, look, there's Mary Jane. No, no, that's not Mary Jane. That's a hologram. So where's Mary Jane? Oh, Mary Jane's in Australia now. Are you sure? She, wait, hi, Mary Jane. How are you doing? It's so nice. When did you come here? Mary Jane doesn't answer. Why not? You go to shake hands with her and your hand goes right through. It's just air. That's kind of creepy. Basic. Very basic new reality. So can you trust your eyes? No. Can you trust Tyrus? Yes. Lifting up my head is lifting up, among other things, lifting up my understanding of reality to know that if Tyra says it, it's the truth. If the world says it, who knows? That's a big elevation. Once I've made that shift, that elevation, my act, my physical life will be different. Simply because, let's go back to the traffic. You're sitting on the Brooklyn Bridge. And nature, the world, says it's going to be an hour and 20 minutes to get over the bridge, to get to the next bridge, the George Washington Bridge, and over. Nature says it. Wait, nature is the world. I don't trust the world. What does Tyra say? Tyra says if you want to get there, whatever whatever Tyra would say. I don't know what Tyra would say, but when there's a contradiction between what Tyra says and what the world says, buying into what 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 the world says just passe. It just never was true. It felt more true. Now it's really becoming. It's easy to see that it's untrue, and we want to switch over to the true frequency. So um, okay. So a couple of other other small thoughts. When we look at Pirkei Avos, um, um, uh, we learn it from Pesach to Shavuot as a preparation for Matantyra, and then we begin it again through, and after Matantyra, because one is, you know, you're preparing to receive the Torah, then you're going to bring it down into the world. And we start with Meshachibel Teremusinai. 
Maisha received the Torah from Sinai, and he, and, he, and he made many students, and he brought it down, etc. So what are we talking about? The Torah is given to every single Jew. And at the end of the, at the end of the parak, it says that the world stands on three things. Torah, Vedic, seven. Okay. Um, and on Din, Emes, and Shalom. Torah stands on three things. It's lots of different threes. On Din, on Emes, on Truth, and Shalom. So what do we understand? That from the time of Matan Torah, and these 12 days until the end of the 12th of Sivan, until the end of Parshas Nasa, there is a brand new renewal. Matantara is happening again and again and again, like the first time, and stronger every year. So if that's the case, therefore, it's for us to match it and have a brand new connection and addition in Tyrus. I would say, you know, some people feel just learn more, more, take more time to learn more. Okay. Or in quantity, I would say, mm, how about it becomes more real? Learn more in quality. It really becomes more real when, not just when I'm learning, when I'm stuck in traffic. That's when we want Tyrus to become real. Right in the eye of the storm. And uh, and in all things, the Torah abides in Gemilus Chasadim, etc. So so we're going to say two more little things. The basic renewal of Matan Torah happens at the time of Matan Torah, and then every single day there's a renewal. It's brand new. There's a giving of the Torah every day, but. There's something about the Shabbos after Shavuos, both in the Parsha and Perkeavos. There's something special that all of this brand new everything that happens, the whole world becomes a different world at the moment of Mount Tyre. Hashem looks into the Tyre, creates the world. At the moment of Mount Tyre, this Shavuos, the whole world changed. You have to follow all the news to see how it changed. And it'll all come in, in pieces. And a lot of us is behind the scenes, so we don't know. But what we do understand from Tyra is that the Shabbos after modern Tyra, the Shabbos after Shabbos, that's this one coming out. There's a Chiddush in the whole general thing of modern Tyra. Number one, we read Nasus Reich. We're lifting up our heads. We're lifting up our whole understanding, our whole relationship with Tyra, how real Tyra is to us. And we start to re- do, and we start to do, um, um, Bill Messina. There's a whole acceptance of the Torah that makes it more real. So here's the question. What is the Chiddush? Besides there's this general brand new Matan Torah that, ha- and every single day and on Shavuot. What's this Chiddush that happens on the Shabbos after Shavuot? This coming Shabbos. And because of it, it emphasizes somehow there's something that will happen this Shabbos that didn't even happen on Shavuot. And so what is it? So we know that if Matan Tyra, everything in Tyra, and even uh, not just the Aserah Adibras were given, the entire Tyra was di- given to us, but it all kind of, you want to say, in potential, in suspended animation. There's a whole lot of Tyra. Most of Tyra 
we have still never come in contact with. It's there. It was given. But it's waiting to, when Tyra is very stretchy and is waiting to be revealed and brought out to the world. The deepest part of Tyra. But it's all in there and it was all given. And it's called Tyra Chadasha. Tyra Chadasha means And it can't be revealed by us, but rather the giver himself. Hashem himself has to give it to us, but we have to be able to be vessels to catch it when he's throwing it at us, so to speak. It's way higher than any level of Tyrus that's ever been revealed before, which means that the world is going to be a way higher world than it ever was before. That's why whoever will follow technology will see that there will, there, again, I don't follow it, you know, it requires a bunch of research. People who are into this will know what technological changes came into the world since last Shabbos. And since last Sunday, since Matan And what technological changes are coming into the world this, after this Shabbos and through this Shabbos. So there's an elevation in Tyra and a brand newness in Tyra. So there's going to be an elevation in the technology of the world. So, um, and and one other thing, it says, When, when all of this happens, when the Tyra becomes upgraded, as it did this year, and it is going to be even more this Shabbos, then you end up with a new heaven and a new earth that I, I, I create as a Shem. Not just a renewal of heaven and earth that was done in Shesi Made Gracious, who, like the first time, um, but a brand, 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 brand new. For instance, what does that mean? At Matantaira, the FDR drive, the drive from Brooklyn Bridge to um, George Washington Bridge, was sort of created in a way that you know, it's gonna, if there's a bumper to bumper traffic, it could take you an hour and 20 minutes to get over this from one bridge to the other. That's the, world, the way the world was created. It's not in your control. It has its own life. But in the future, the deeper part of Tyra gives us the tools that we don't have to be victims to traffic. Traffic is, is under our control. Highways are under our control. Uh, cars are under our control. Everything changes. In the Tyra, the, the deeper part of Tyra, what becomes activated? The truth. What's the truth? Gracious part of the human minds us are space races. In the beginning, Hashem created the heavens and the earth. For whom? For what? Space races. For Tyra? which is racious, and for the Yidden, who are racious. We are the first fruits. We are on the top of everything. And there's Tyra, and then there's the world. The world is here to serve us. Have you felt that the world is here to serve you? Uh, no. They make me feel like, excuse me, the world is not here to serve you. You're here, here to serve us. So toe the line. That's the way the world was created to look. That's from the more external part of Tyra. When you go more deeply into the deeper part of Tyra that will be revealed in the Shia times, the truth of gracious 
Bar Elohim, will be revealed. The world is here to serve you. Again, you means you in your perfected state. You in, transparent in your relationship with Hashem and you without silly stuff getting in the way, but rather you as the Jew par excellence. That world was created for you. The world was created for the Nasi Adar. When the Rebbe Marash uh, wore golden shoes, but they had holes on the bottom. And they asked the Rebbe Marash, is it fitting? You know, there, there's a lot of poverty in Russia. The Rebbe Marash is wearing golden shoes. And the response was something like, for whom was gold created? Gold was created, so to speak, for those who represent the true gold in the world, which is Tyra. Again, not for our personal purposes, for the purposes of glorifying Hashem's name. When you become a walking emissary of glorifying Hashem's name, the whole world should be there to serve you to do this. That's in the future. That's in the future. Um, so, okay, to sum this all up. So, what are we saying? We're saying the day of Shabbos after Mazen Tyre, Parshas Nasa, everything is lifted up. Um, it's, 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 it's the time when the whole thing goes to a whole new level and we understand, excuse me, we understand that the, the whole tire is lifted up. So what about us? We want to be lifted up to pull it all down to receive it. So a renewal. It's a brand newness in Tyra. A brand newness last Shavuot, a brand newness this week, which elevates the whole thing. So what is asked of us? What is demanded of us? What is asked of us now? A brand newness in Tyra. Lift up your head. Make Tyra brand new. How do you make it brand new? How do you lift up your whole relationship with Tyra? You do it mitachayis You do the learning of Tyra that it, 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 there's chayis, there's, there's tainu, there's pleasure. And it becomes very real to you. It's no longer a study. It becomes very real. To such an extent, to the extent that you actually come out with novelties in Tyre. You pull down stuff from Tyre that was revealed at Harsinai, but hasn't been become available to anybody yet until you come along and pull it down. It's called being Mechadish Chedushim. And therefore, and what we want to do also is that we want to receive on ourselves, we want to say Pirkei Abbas on every Shabbos and, and get together in groups and uh, connected to this and get together to learn Tyra because it will bring us to a whole other or other level. So he Rotten, that when we're in a world now, we face a world now that's in emergency need of elevation to the real world the real reality of Geula Mitis Vashlema, and through our relationship with Tyron, making it very real in our lives, Mr. Shem will be taken to the Geula Mitis Vashlema immediately now. <laughs>